Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Notre Dame football coverage continues now. Intercepted at the 25, 20, near sideline, 10, 5, near the goal line is Xavier Watts. Let's go! On Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Intercepted, Benjamin Morrison, midfield. Lead tied for it, fell over backwards, but he did secure the ball. Ball's out. Bubbled, picked up by Xavier Watts on the 10, runs it in for the score. From Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Intercepted. Picked off a one-handed effort by Christian Gray. Intercepted. This will be a pick six. Jade Mickey, near sideline, 20-10. Touchdown, Fighting Irish. I'm Darren Pritchett, and welcome back to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960, WSBT, streaming live at WSBTradio.com, and on our free WSBT radio app. I'm up in Madison, Wisconsin, with the Fighting Irish hockey team, who will take on the fourth-ranked Badgers tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern time on our sister station, Quality Rock 94.3 FM, or at Fighting Irish. Com. It's time for our Notre Dame football week and review. The big news of the week was that the Irish lost a member of their class of 2025, a kid from Alabama, defensive lineman C.J. May. With all the details, it was Mike Singer, the Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Well, Mike, good to see you as always. We're normally talking about Notre Dame adding on to classes. This is one of those spots where Notre Dame lost a commitment from that great class of 2025. It is on the defensive side of the football, and C.J. May is the player. What can you tell us about what led to C.J. leaving this class? Yeah, it it was kind of one of those situations where May – committed to Notre Dame out of the blue last September for the Ohio State game. And right away, kind of that flag is raised where it's like, you know, is this, is this going to stick? And then, you know, you you talk to the young man and you hear like, Oh man, everything is going solid with Notre Dame. But that's just kind of always in the back of your head, like giving that impromptu commitment, um, you know, something you may not have, you know, pondered for weeks upon weeks about giving that commitment. So, um, you know, I think that as time went on, even though he did have a good visit to campus on January 20th, he, again, he was just at Notre Dame a couple of weeks ago, that trip did go well from what I'm told. But, you know, there's a long list of schools that have continued to recruit CJMA. You know, he's got a cousin at Auburn and a cousin committed to Auburn um, that are, you know, uh, former and current high school teammates. Um you know, A&M's been pushing for him. I know he also visited there. Syracuse has been, um, you know, in the mix and, and was out of high school. So there's just been a, more push from schools combined with May thinking, man, like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Did I, you know, rush this decision? You know, Darren, guys like us, you know, been following recruiting for a long time. We could see that coming. But for some of these young men, it's like they got to go through it um, you know, to kind of get to that point. Sure. Um, I think that's just kind of a, a factor of life. 
Um, so, you know, from the Notre Dame side of it, I think they kind of saw where this was going. So I, I think both parties just kind of ripped the Band-Aid off. Um, and we'll talk next about, like, what's next on the defensive line board for this 2025 recruiting class. The way things are set up, the way things are trending, you know, is May a good player? Yes. Do I think Notre Dame's going to lose sleep um, about the decommitment? Um, no, I, I, I don't think so. CJ May's a really good player, but Notre Dame has put itself in a good position um, to be able to replace him. Mike, you talk about CJ May. Maybe he sees another opportunity somewhere else. This might be a great opportunity for Notre Dame to go up a level maybe in adding a defensive lineman. With the way they're recruiting right now, heck, sky's the limit. So what do you see on the defensive line board right now? you got to start, and I did do a full article about this at blueandgold.com so folks can check it out. Um, but you got to start with the commits. They have three locked in. Uh, you got Chris Burgess, uh, pass rusher from Chicago Simeon, picked Notre Dame over Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, and others. 6'4", 230-pound pass rusher. Uh, and then you've got um, Joseph Reef, a- another Chicago prospect who Notre Dame is really excited about. Um, so they got three commitments uh, in total right now, uh, Burgess, Reef, and then Davion Dixon um, from Miami, who's another kind of gave an impromptu commitment to Notre Dame, but he's been pledged for coming up on a year. Um, and, and he's still going strong this commitment. And I don't know of any schools that, uh, that Davion Dixon, who's a nose tackle, is committed. So you got a nose tackle in Dixon, uh, three technique in Joseph Reef, and then Chris Burgess could be a Viper or a strong side end. Um, but really one of the top overall targets on the board right now is Damian Shanklin from Indianapolis, Warren Central. Do love, like, the Chicago, the indie recruiting for Notre Dame in this 25 cycle. There's talent in those areas more than ever, maybe not more than ever, but more than usual, I would say, at least in my time covering there, I feel like this 2025 class is loaded, you know, in the Hoosier State um, and over in Chicago land. Uh, so, yeah, down in Indy, you got Damian Shanklin, uh, four-star prospect across the board. Um, he loved Ohio State. The Buckeyes haven't offered yet, but Ohio State could offer, and then he still ends up at Notre Dame. Something that's a very real scenario. Uh, so Shanklin has offers from – uh, the likes of Indiana, Tennessee, Michigan, Michigan State, Texas, A&M, Wisconsin, USC. So uh, a pretty big-time offer list for Damian Shanklin. Um, not expected to announce any kind of commitment anytime soon, you know, later in the spring or in the summer. Um, yeah, probably not in the spring. So summer, maybe fall uh, for Shanklin, and Notre Dame's going to play the long game with him. Uh, and then a recent development is Notre Dame's really looking at adding another interior defensive lineman, not not necessarily a nose tackle, um, you know, that guy to line up over the center, more of a, uh, a three technique, so just kind of interior defensive lineman. And there's four names to know from what I'm being told. Uh, Juju Marks from uh, Overland Park in Kansas, 6'7", uh, 255 pounds. He's a four-star prospect and a former Missouri commit. Javion Campbell from uh, Frankfort, uh, Kentucky, uh, more of a recent bloomer here, 6'5", 260 pounds. Um, we talked about him in our segment uh, last week, Darren. He was just on campus Thursday, I believe it was. He's a name to watch. Notre Dame offered uh, Campbell in January. They also offered Ethan Utley. Uh, he's from Nashville, Endsworth, four-star, highly ranked player, number 44 overall prospect per on three. Notre Dame's looking to get in the mix there. And then how about a potential flip? that the Irish are looking to pull off from Sarah Land High School um, in, in South Alabama. Uh, again, currently pledged to the Auburn, Tired, uh, uh, excuse me, Auburn Tigers, 
Uh, Notre Dame looking to pull him away from um, Auburn. And, uh, and Notre Dame did see him in January during that contact period. Uh, so the Irish are making a look move there. So to kind of recap, you got three commits. Damian Shanklin is, I don't like saying a must get, but Notre Dame really, really wants to add him. And then they're looking at, you know, a few different interior defensive line options and do expect Notre Dame to expand the board with more offers um, at that particular position. And what does the Irish run game look like in 2024? I asked Eric Hansen, the publisher and editor at InsideIndieSports.com. The Irish football team last year, 27th in the country in rushing offense. They ended up at 186.7 yards per game, 5.28 yards per carry, and 28 touchdowns. That was helped out definitely by that last game. Audric Estimate just bullying Stanford, but this was a terrific run game. You think about you've got a top 10 draft pick at left tackle in Joe Alt, another great player, Blake Fisher at the right tackle spot. So the running game was really, really good last year, and we saw a guy like Love come in as a freshman and contribute right away to this football team, Eric, which brings me to this. There are two Notre Dame running backs coming in as freshmen this year. You've got Kedron Young, six foot two seventeen, and Aeneas Williams, not to be confused with the great former NFL cornerback with the same name, 5'10-207. So here's another a couple of really good additions to the running back room. Eric, I'm wondering, do you feel like a freshman running back could factor into what the Irish want to do with the running game this year, or is there just too much returning veteran depth for them to break through? I think Young is the one guy that doesn't, of those two, that doesn't provide a redundant skill set. And I'm not saying he's necessarily better or will have the better career than Aeneas Williams, although if I had to draft, I would draft him first of those two. Um, but he does have some Audric Estime kind of qualities to him. And he said, I had a chance to interview him last Friday, and he said, yeah, he gets that a lot, um, even though they're a little bit different. And they've texted uh, before, you know, 217 walking in the door at six foot, you know, he's probably going to get a little bit bigger than that. So he could be. I know they like to use Jabron Payne on third down, but, I mean, he could be a third and short, fourth and short kind of back. Um, He also has really good speed for a bigger back. So I could see when you look at Love, Price, Payne, Ford, him being a little bit different flavor there. I think Aeneas Williams gives you a lot of maybe what you get out of Price. Okay. Um, And so – I'm not sure that he would be on the front burner right away, but he's really good. We saw early last year the five-headed running back rotation. As the season went on, I think that got reduced with more roles being given to a couple of the guys. They just had certain roles they were used in. So you take a look at going into the spring, Eric, You've got Jeremiah Love, Jadarian Prain, or excuse me, Jadarian Price, Jabron Payne, Devin Ford, Young, and Williams. Can you see all of those veteran players? And maybe I should focus in more on Payne and Ford. Do you feel like they're going to have major roles 
on this team, or maybe I should ask it in a different way. Will they have larger roles than they had last season with Estime out of the way? Not necessarily because of Young. Uh, I think Ford is going to end up being more of a special teams guy. He's also a really good pass blocker. You can use him on third down, and because he can run the ball, because he can catch the ball, it's not a giveaway that they're going to throw on on third down. Where I think all of them get a little squeezed is if Riley Leonard is the number one quarterback, he's going to run the ball more. Yes. And so there's going to be fewer carries to give to the running backs. Um, but again, maybe you're going to use them more in the passing game. You know, right now you say they're in a good spot in case there's an injury. You could redshirt Williams, for instance. You could, you know, play him enough, uh, you know, in the four games or less that he retains an extra season of eligibility. Somebody could decide after spring, you know what, there's not enough carries for me here. I'm going to the portal myself. You know, they lost Logan Diggs after the spring last year. And so, um, we'll see how it plays out, but I don't think there is enough carries for six running backs to be happy next year. I think somebody will have to kind of get the back burner. And, and you mentioned Payne and Ford specifically. I think Young will challenge Payne for the third down role. So Payne's yeah. going to have to get better. And, and again, I think Ford, there are a lot of jobs for him on special teams, not just as a kickoff returner because he could get beat out by Jaden Harrison. Jadarian Price was one of the best kickoff returners in the country. Um, but he's good on coverage teams and so forth. And he seems happy just to be around the program and contributing in some way. This is a guy, when he hit the portal at Penn State, wasn't sure if he was going to play football ever again. So I don't think he's thinking this is a springboard yeah. of the NFL. Yeah. It's really interesting to think back to last year. I don't think the Irish really miss Logan Diggs, and that's not a shot at him because he's a yeah. very talented running back, Eric, but it just showed you the depth they had in that running back room. I don't know if Logan truly just wanted to go back to Louisiana. I kind of question that now because he's already left there and <laughs> yeah. gone to Ole Miss, or did he see the writing on the wall that it was going to be difficult for him to be the number one running back with Audric Estime still around these parts? Well, I, I do think he missed Louisiana, and maybe when he got back there, maybe that experience was a little overrated for him. True. When he put himself into the portal again, he acted like he wasn't sure why he was doing it. His tweet was very cryptic, and <laughs> he felt like he needed a leap of faith there, and I thought, well, you're the one that put your name in. Uh, and again, maybe losing Denbrock as the offensive coordinator, he felt like he lost an ally with so much – yeah. You know, new people coming in maybe just didn't feel as comfortable. But, yeah, it's, we're in a different world now, Darren, where oh, people just Come and go. teams. Yeah. Come and go as they please. Well, the read option. The, the people that want names on the back of the uniforms, they finally have a case for it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> It'd be good for Under Armour. They're going to go through a lot of jerseys with all the way people are coming and going as well. But, you would have to imagine with Mike Denbrock coming to South Bend and Riley Leonard as your assumed starting quarterback, the read option is going to be a major tool for this offense. And unlike past years with maybe a Jack Cohn or a Sam Hartman, 
when the quarterback put the ball in the belly of the running back, I think we all knew what was going to happen. The running back was going to get the football. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, Eric, this is really a new dimension to this Fighting Irish offense as Riley Leonard can be a difference maker running the football. And I'm really excited to see what he can do down in the red zone. Red zone offense, I think it got a little better last year. But with Riley Leonard, if he throws the football better, that's a key. But his ability to run the football just seems like can be really an X factor for this Irish offense. You think about the Ohio State fourth and one plays. Ugh. He's That's a first down oh. in both of those. I mean, he's... Six foot four, he's a bigger guy. I mean, he's not Tim Tebow-esque necessarily, but there is some elements to that. His traits. He's, (laughs) I mean, he has that power running ability. I mean, Ian Book was a really good runner. Brandon Wimbush was lightning fast runner. Um, Riley Leonard is really fast, but he's got that power and the ability to break tackles, which is really interesting. I, I. can't wait to see that in Notre, with Notre Dame's personnel with their offense. And everything that we're talking about, boy, Notre Dame's offensive line needs That's, to come along. That's going to be so key in this. And that was going to be my follow-up. The running game will go as far as that offensive line continues to grow. And there's going to be, I'm sure, some growing pains early on. You've got new guys getting new opportunities. Yeah, But with the way Notre Dame has recruited – Right. And with the way there's they have developed, it feels like there's a pretty good chance this will work out. Plus, you've got a pretty smart offensive coordinator to work around if there is an issue. Yeah. You know, they weren't um, a good run-blocking team last year. Notre Dame's backs did a good job of what they got. It wasn't a consistent running team. Was it because and, of the interior mostly? I think so, absolutely. I mean, they tackle. were the guys that got the lower <laughs> grades. But I will say this. Shrouth and Craig at the end of the year were run blocking pretty well. Okay. Emil Wagner in a smaller sample size is the best run blocker that they have. Um, but again, it's a small sample size. Was he going against really good teams in meaningful downs? No, he was playing later in games against maybe number twos. Um, but he graded out very well and, I think he's got a chance to be really good. But that's going to have to be an emphasis this offseason is the run blocking. And I'm really curious to see what Joe Rudolph does with the entire offseason, not a guy coming in late and trying to figure everybody out. Now he knows the personnel. Let's see what he can do with a full year. For more on the Irish, check out InsideIndieSports.com. That wraps up our Notre Dame Football Week in Review. Sportsbeat continues next on WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 